Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. Now, some of you may know this and some of you may not, but I actually grew up on a farm. I was born on a farm uh, in the great, great town of Lansdowne, a small town with a couple of hundred people. And I grew up on a farm, on a dairy farm. When I was young, up until the age of 11, uh, I lived on a dairy farm with 300 acres. My dad uh, grew corn, grew soya beans. My dad also uh, raised cattle, obviously being a dairy farm. And my dad still loves farming so much. Uh, it's a funny thing. You can take the man out of the farm but you can never take the farm out of that guy. My dad loves growing stuff. It's one of his favourite things in the world to do. And often he'll come home and he's planted something new and he loves telling me about the stuff he's grown. He loves talking to me about it. He loves saying, oh, come up and check out my tomatoes. Now, let me give you an absolute picture of me. I hate tomatoes. I, I don't want to grow tomatoes. I don't care about gardens. I don't care about growing stuff. My dad cares. He's like, come up and look at my tomatoes. I'm like, I just want to tread on that tomato bush because the thing's ugly with terrible uh, tomatoes on it. But he loves talking about planting stuff. And he's just always excited. If you plant it now, it's going to grow to this time. It's going to, he's telling me all this stuff that I have no care about, but he cares about hugely. And I know this about my dad. He understands the power of sowing a seed and reaping. And listen, if you talk to my dad, he's amazing at it. He plants trees, he, he plants gardens, he, he plants different vegetables. He will tell you, if you plant a tomato bush, a hundred times out of a hundred, you'll get a tomato bush. He will tell you, if you plant corn, 100 times out of a hundred, you'll get corn. He will tell you that he has never planted corn and tomato has grown. Because what you sow you reap. What you plant in the ground grows up. Now I look around this room and I just see a bunch of city folks that have no care like I do for gardens. But let me tell you, the principle of life is exactly the same. What you sow into the ground, you will reap. And it's the same with every aspect of our lives. What we sow into the ground, we reap. I read this great quote. It said, if you don't like what you are reaping, you better change what you're sowing. You know, I talk to a lot of people that don't like the outcomes of their life right now, yet they continue to sow the same things into the ground. I've spoken to young people and I think if it's the greatest challenge I see, it's people upset at their life, but unwilling to change. Upset at their situations, but unwilling to change what they're putting into the ground of their lives, what they're putting into their hearts, what they're putting into their minds, what they're putting into their decision-making processes for the outcomes of their lives. Listen tonight, I want to tell you the reality of this, of life is this, what you sow is what you reap. Jesus is speaking in Luke chapter 6 and He says this, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaking together, to make room for more, running over, pouring into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Jesus at this point is talking about finances. He's talking about money. But the principle remains the same for every aspect of your life excuse me let me uh tonight tell you the title of my message is this the pain of the result the pain of the result listen here's one of the big challenges of life we don't really always understand what we're sowing until we get to the point of reaping 
Listen, if you gave me 50 seeds, I could never look at the seeds and tell you what they are going to be until the plant grows up out of the ground. If you showed my dad the seeds, he'd say, that's corn, that's, that's tomatoes, that's something else, that's something else. I couldn't. I could only tell you what the seeds are when they come out of the ground. And listen, in our lives, it is so often like that. This is the pain of the result. Sometimes through life, we get trees growing up, situations growing up, circumstances growing up in our lives. And it's not until we get those circumstances, we have a look back at the seed. We have a look back at what we're planting into our life to bring to bear the today's outworking in who we are. Now, let me give you a quick disclaimer for a moment. Sometimes in life, we reap things that we don't deserve. And I want to speak honestly to people that have been abused, that have been hurt, that have been treated badly by others. There are moments in your life you didn't deserve those things. Those people in this room that have lost things that are so vastly important to you and you didn't deserve them. Listen, there are moments in all of our lives that we have situations like that. But let me be really clear. Again, my disclaimer here today is this. You may be in a point of your life where you've lost a lot and you're in pain and you're in hurt. But today, I want to speak to you clearly about the fact that your future depends on the decisions you are going to make from now on into your life. No matter what has happened in your past, no matter what you've lost, no matter what's hurt that's come your way, no matter the challenges you face, it's the decisions from today that sow into your future. Let me give you another disclaimer. Sometimes people get stuff they don't deserve. I hate it. You hate it. For example, when you're driving down the road, some idiot goes past you at 200 kilometres an hour and no cop pulls them over. You want a cop to pull them over. They deserve a cop to pull them over, but they don't. You do three kilometres over the speed limit and the copper pulls you over and you don't think you deserve it. The other guy deserved it. Sometimes in life we have situations like that. Listen, I get that and I understand that. But listen, right across our lives in the long term, we always get the, the fruit that we are sowing for. In the long term, that happens. Let me give you another disclaimer. Sometimes in life, God does amazing miracles in spite of the stupidity that we have done in life. In spite of our stupid decisions, in spite of our brokenness, in spite of the things that we are sowing into our life, sometimes God does miracles. But listen, they are seldom. They're called miracles. And you shouldn't live your life just relying on the fact that God's going to fix your stupidity. Can I have an amen from somebody that believes what I'm talking about right now? Your stupidity is going to reap fruits of stupidity. Yes, God can fix it. Yes, God can do miracles. But don't keep running to God for miracles. Sometimes we've got to stop and realise if we plant corn, we get corn. If we plant tomatoes, we get tomatoes. And listen, we don't always need miracles. Sometimes we just need to make some right decisions in our life. Listen, the last couple of months have been crazy. There's no doubt about it. We've had so much rain. Uh, I think uh, I looked down the road, uh, the poor guys in the tyre store down the road, those guys have been flooded like three times in the last couple of months. It's been so painful for them and so painful for a whole bunch of different businesses down in Oxley. Uh, I'm grateful when I, when I see what's happened over the last couple of months that when I look in Genesis that God said He's not going to flood the earth again. Anyone grateful for that, even though I feel like it's happening every now and then? But I look at the story of Noah and I've thought on it a little bit over these last couple of weeks. And there's so much in the story of Noah and the ark. But in Genesis chapter 8, verses 20 and 22, we see God speaking 
And he says something incredible. And, I, and for a moment, I just want to read through these verses so that I can just touch on a couple of things out of these verses in relation to the sowing and reaping principle. It said, Noah built an ark to the Lord and took every animal and every clean bird and offered a burnt offerings on the altar. Sorry, uh, built an altar to the Lord, not an ark, an altar to the Lord as he came out of the ark, every clean animal, and he burned an offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. Little side note here. Isn't it incredible that, that Noah comes out of the ark and the first thing he does is he gives to God. It's an amazing picture here. It's an amazing thing. The first thing he does is brings an offering to God. Listen, he could have done anything. He could have cooked some food. He could have made a house. He doesn't do any of those things. He gets these animals and he offers to God. I want you to understand that there is a principle here that's so important for me and you to understand. It's the first fruits principle of our life. It's the first fruits principle of coming and saying, God, something great has just happened and I want to stop and say thank you. There's stories in the New Testament where a whole bunch of people are healed. One returns and says thank you. You know, we need to be that person in our life. He comes out, he survives the, 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 the great flood. And the first thing he does is bring an offering to God and he says, thank you. I want you to notice, secondly, that God says, I notice this in man, that the heart and the intention of man is still evil from his youth. And he goes into verse 27, that's sorry, 22, and he says, And while the earth remains, there will be seed time and there will be harvest. There will be cold, there will be heat, there will be winter, there will be summer. There'll be day and night and they shall not cease. Listen, I read through this story and it seems like an odd statement. God has just wiped out all of humanity. He's left one family there and they come out of the ark and God says, I'm never going to do this again, even though man's heart is evil. And then he makes a statement. He says this, listen, there will always be seed time and harvest. There will always be sowing and reaping. I thought on this and I prayed on it for a couple of weeks. God, what are you saying here? Why would you make this statement in the middle of a story about a flood? Why would you make a statement like that? And I felt like God said this to me. He said, listen, I've destroyed all of humanity except for this one family. But I make a statement now and say this. You guys walk out of the ark and whatever you plant from now on is going to be the reaping of humanity. If you want to have a look around the world today, we, we live in a situation where there's been a lot of reaping of mess. You know, we have jails that are full. We have brokenness. We have addiction. We have hurt. We have despair right across the globe. We have selfishness that people have billions of dollars and others have nothing. We have a broken, messed up world. Listen, we can vote in whatever party we want. And the outcomes will be the same because political parties aren't the answer for our world. Politicians aren't the answer for our world. It's Jesus transforming the hearts and the lives of men so that humanity makes the right decision and understands what we sow is what we're going to reap. God throws this random verse. Listen, you're out of the ark and whatever you sow from now on is going to be the future of humanity. Listen, I feel like God says it, says it every day to us. What, what you sow into your lives is the future of your lives. Whatever you sow, whatever decisions you make, whatever you sow right now is a reaping. Now, let me just say again, in the middle of this, there's a beautiful disclaimer called the gospel. 
the gospel says this, that Jesus comes and meets us. Romans says, while we're yet in our sin, Christ died for us. He died to redeem. He died to transform. He died to come and take a hold of our lives. Like we see the cleansing here with, with Noah and the ark of humanity, He does the same. But it's the beautiful blood of Jesus Christ that meets us in our mess. It meets us in our brokenness and it washes away yesterday. It takes away every failure. Listen, if you walk into this room today and you bring failure with you, I come to tell you that Jesus comes in this moment to wash it with your blood, to wash it with His, with His beautiful sanctifying blood of Christ, to wash it away and to give you the reality that you have a fresh start in Christ. To have a beautiful picture that you are a new creation, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, that if anyone is in Christ, he is a, she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The beauty of the gospel is yesterday's gone, but still what we sow into tomorrow will reap our future. What we sow tomorrow, what we sow today, will continually reap the outcomes for the future of our life. Yes, the beauty of the gospel is God forgives, God heals, God delivers. But God said so clearly, while the earth remains, what you sow is what you'll reap, what you sow into your life. If we read on through the Bible, we see it continually spoken about, the parable of the sower. It talks about sowing into the ground and, and the springing up of the Word of God. But He says, if there's already weeds there in your life, the Word of God will spring up and be choked by the worries of life, by the brokenness, by the mess, if you don't pl pluck them out and plant just the right seed. He said it needs good soil of our hearts for the seed to grow up and really bear the right fruit. We have to understand again what is being planted in our lives. Galatians chapter 6, Paul speaking again. He said, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows of the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows of the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Listen, can I really just, I understand there's some young people in the room. I'm the old folk, I get that. And there's young people here that are trying to build and, and understand how you build a future. And I want to be clear not just talking about money here. We've talked about the principles of money many, many times. And I don't want to just talk about the principles of money. I want to talk about the principles of life. Because right here, Paul's addressing not money. He's addressing our, our decision-making process. He says, of the flesh, if you sow of the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap corruption. Listen, if you want to understand the world today, you read it through Galatians chapter 6, and you understand a world that's continued to sow of the flesh. A world that is looking for love, so they sow of the flesh, outworking sexuality in their life, looking for love, and they find brokenness. A young girl asked me a little while ago, she asked me this question. She said, hey, PT, what does it mean to have a best friend with benefits? I don't know if you've heard that statement. We're here on a Sunday night having a conversation. For the young kids, you can put your fingers in your ears. This was my outcome. I said, are you asking from a man's perspective or a girl's perspective? She said, oh, give me both. I said, okay, let me give you the girl's perspective. A best friend with benefits for a girl is a young woman that really likes a guy 
enjoys his company and friendship and would like something more in a relationship. So she allows herself to be used physically to try and build a closer relationship with our boy. From the boy's perspective, he's someone that doesn't mind the girl but wants no future relationship with her and is happy to use her physically to get his physical pleasure and discard her when he's over having best friends with benefits. Can I get agreement from someone that thinks that that's probably a very accurate picture of what that looks like? From a boy's perspective, selfishness and wanting to use a girl. From a girl's perspective, a heart that wants to open up and uses the physical aspects of her life to try and gather that. Listen, what's the outcome that we have in life today? 93% of de facto relationships, people sexually active before marriage and involved in a relationship together break up. This is what causes one in two marriages to break up right now because de facto relationships moving into marriage have a 93% rate of breakdown. This is the outcome that our world has today. Why? Because what we sow is what we reap. Sexual activity outside of marriage brings brokenness to situations and to people's worlds. We have a look at addictions right now. We see people that are uh, flirting with alcohol and drugs and addiction aspects of their world. We have a world right now that is seeing an incredible growth in, in, in uh, mental disorders and challenges of the mind because we see such an outpouring of addiction in the world today. What we sow is what we reap. Here Paul said, listen, if you sow of the flesh, of the flesh you'll reap corruption. He says, if you sow of the Spirit. If we understand what the Word of God continually speaks into our lives, it speaks direction and the Spirit's direction to who we are. If we sow of the Spirit, of the Spirit, we reap everlasting life. Paul's not just speaking about everlasting life. He's speaking about actually having life on the earth today. Listen, the Bible is here not to spoil my fun and yours. The Bible's here to bring a direction to life, to make sure that we sow the right things so we get the right outcomes. We have a God that hates the brokenness of our world and He wants the right outcomes. He says, the Gospel's here. Jesus is here to draw a line in the sand, to bring you back to grace, to bring you back to faith, to heal your past so that He can set you free, to bring the right seed for the right outcomes into your future. No matter why the world remains, seed time and harvest will be the outcome. The world we see today is continually broken by the outcomes of the seed they sow. The seed they sown into lives. I watched a movie the other day. I can't remember the name of it, but one of those movies, I wanted to kick the television and break it. The movie's out, picture was this. Adam Sandler was a uh, plastic surgeon and a very immoral person, sleeping with many, many women. And his... Uh, uh, lady that worked for him, assistant, uh, sort of loved him, which I don't know why, because she knew all of the stupidity of his life. And they go away together and they lie into this girl just to try and make this situation work with this girl. And in the end, they fall in love. And the final outcome is he's going to marry the young girl, but he ditches her back for his assistant, marries his assistant. And the final part of the movie, they're sitting there all happily ever after. Listen, that is the biggest load of rubbish that has ever been put on a television. The outcome of that is hundreds of hours of working with a counsellor to deal with the brokenness of what that woman understands about the outcome of his life. There's no happy ever after there. There's no smile on people's face. There's divorce and brokenness, mistrust because of the outcomes of what that woman knows of the situation of life. Listen, what you sow is what you reap. The world we live in today is an outcome of the sowing that we see right now. We have to realise that we need a daily seed check for our lives. 
Listen, if you want a future that is filled with blessing, filled with hope, filled with the goodness of God, yes, come to the gospel, come to grace, allow Jesus to forgive you. But realise now, you've got to sow for your future. You've got to sow the right things into where you walk. You've got to sow the right things. Jesus makes a way through the gospel. Jesus makes a way through the cross. But listen, you've got to sow to the future you have. We've got to have a daily seed check for where we are walking in our lives. What are we sowing? I read a great thought. A great quote recently, it says this, Sow a thought and you reap an act. Sow an act, you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. Sow your character and you'll reap your destiny. What's our daily seed check? What are the things we need to look at our lives to make sure that we can have the right outcomes into our future? What are the areas of our life? before we reap the pain of broken relationships, before we reap the pain of bankruptcy, before we reap the pain of financial challenge, before we reap the pain of anger in relationships, before we reap the pain of bad health, what are the things we need to look at and check for our lives continually? This is the question we want to look at tonight. We're going to continually look at these questions. But before I ask you these questions, let's look at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8 and 9. He says, he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow and the rod of his anger will fail. He who has a generous eye will be blessed for he gives his bread to the poor. Listen, this scripture is so clear. If we sow iniquity, if we sow brokenness, if we sow bad decision-making process, if, if we sow wrong relationships, if we sow the outworking of that, we will always reap a terrible outcome. Tonight, I'd love to, before we get into faith, love, hope and giving and sowing and putting out prayer requests, I'd love us to do an internal audit of our, of our lives, an internal audit of who we are, internal audit of the decision-making process we have. And I want to ask you four questions. Listen, you may want to write these in your phone. I'm okay. This is one moment I don't mind you being on your phone. I know you're not on Facebook. I know you're not doing those things. This is one of those moments I'm happy for you to write down these four questions. Number one question, what are you sowing into your soul? If you're not sure what that question means, let me give you the outcome of that, the, the picture of that question. What are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching? And then therefore, what are you thinking about continually that you're feeding yourself. Listen, I, I, I talk to people that continually watch the news and then they're always fearful of the outcomes in the future. Listen, if you feed yourself the lies of our media, you will always be fearful. It's what are you sowing into your soul? What are you sowing into your heart? What are you sowing into your mind? What are the things that you're putting into that aspect of your world? Is it causing you fear? Is it causing you brokenness? Uh, what, what are you listening to? Listen, if you're continually listening to music with foul language, I guarantee foul language will flow out of your mouth because what you fill yourself with comes out. What are you sowing into your soul? Second question, what are you sowing into your spirit man? Rach preached an incredible message recently talking about the, the aspects that we put into our lives. Reading the Word, prayer, the outworking of those aspects of our world, the, the spiritual disciplines of our life. What are you sowing into your spirit? Listen, if you, wanna, 
If you want a, a, a strong spiritual life, you need to build the spiritual areas of your life. You know, I, I talk to people, and they're like, oh, I, just, I want to grow in my faith, but I don't want to do anything about it. I just want you to lay hands on me and fix it, make it. Listen, that's not how this thing happens. What you sow into your life, you reap. Listen, if you're not praying, you're not reading the Word, you're not building your spiritual life because it can't grow if you don't feed it and you don't sow into this aspect of who we are. What are you sowing into your spirit? If your answer to that is nothing, listen, this, this evening, I want to challenge you to sow the right things into your spirit. Now, if you're in a relationship, what are you sowing into your husband or into your wife? You know, I've heard people come to me and say, you know what? My marriage was just all of a sudden a mess. One day my wife got upset at me and our, our marriage is a mess and she said she wants to leave all of a sudden for no reason. I want to be really clear. That is one in a billion situation. The other 900 and whatever that is, million situations are this. Your wife wants to leave because you've been an a-hole for a long period of time. She is sick and tired of you being stupid. She's been angry at you and she may be a phlegmatic personality and has said nothing and now she's exploded, but she's been upset at you for a long period of time. It, situations don't just all of a sudden become crap. They are crap over a long period of time of sowing mess, sowing mess, sowing mess, sowing mess into your life. What are you sowing? into your husband and wife. If you're in a relationship, if you want to build a great relationship, sow the right things. If you want a toxic relationship, oh, I can tell you so many things to build. Mistrust, lies, deception, all of these things are great to build into that. Anger, bitterness, resentment, carrying your past. If you want to have a toxic relationship, do all of those things and you'll have it so easily. But if you want a great one, what are you sowing into your husband and wife? Let me ask you a final question. What are you sowing into your finances? What are you sowing into your finances? Listen, if you want to have nothing for a long period of time, deal with finances poorly. If you want to know how to do that, I can give you some simple tips of how to have poor finances. Don't have a job so you don't get money and then put everything on afterpay and have huge debts and make sure that your life is continually behind in debt and not getting into your future. They are great tips to have a crap financial life. If you want a good one, learn to get a job, to work hard, to save, to make plans for your future, outwork your future well. What are you sowing into your finances? Let me just add to that. One of the great aspects of sowing into your finances comes in the picture of giving. I am grateful and I've said this many times and I love saying it to young people. I found the joy of giving when I was four years of age. Listen, I can remember being at a family camp, taking my 20 cent piece and putting it into a bucket for the first time in my life, giving. It hurt me. I didn't like it. It was 20 cents. Not just the fact that I was four, but 20 cents back then you could buy stuff with. And I put it into a bucket and it hurt, but I released it. And it taught me something. And it's something that stayed in my life. Obviously, I'm 21 now, so only a few years later. 41 years later, here I am. This is a principle that hasn't left my life. 
when it comes to sowing into the kingdom of God, when it comes to giving to my kids, giving to people around me. I love to give and to sow because, listen, what I sow is what I reap. When I sow generously, I reap generously. The pain of your result is this. We don't do internal audits. We just go through life and we get to the place where we've got outcomes. Outcomes of broken relationships, toxic situations, hurtful positions of our world, financial positions that we are struggling through because we've sown wrong. We've sown wrong. We've sown wrong. Listen, I look around this room. If I ask every one of you, none of you would say, I want my life to suck. Every one of you would say, I want my life to flourish and to be blessed. If you want it to be flourished and blessed, continue doing these internal audits. What am I sowing? What am I sowing into my soul? What am I sowing into my spirit? What am I sowing into the friendships and relationships? If you're not married, what am I sowing into the friendships around me? What am I sowing into my financial world? What's happening in those parts of my world that I'm sowing into to see a proper harvest, a proper reaping of what God has for me in my life? Let me just pray. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you right now for the beauty of the gospel and what it means for us and what it means for our lives. Here on this Faith, Love, Hope offering weekend, God, we thank you for the challenge. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.